Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Well, summer means a lot of things, but in our family, one of the things it means is baseball. We love baseball, and any chance we can find to get to a baseball game, we do it. Now, if you're not a baseball fan, don't tune me out just yet, and there's a specific reason why here in just a moment. Now, you've heard the adage, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Culture matters, and leaders are culture creators and culture cultivators. Back in episode 51 of the podcast, we talked about the five norms of healthy teams that Google found in their massive research on the best cultures of work teams. Now, today we want to continue to talk about the importance of culture, why leaders should care about it, and how to cultivate culture in your leadership context. But you have to know the backstory of why this is so fresh in my mind. Last month, my dad, brother, oldest son, one of my nephews, and I experienced the power of resilient leadership by building a powerful and fun culture when we visited a minor league baseball game. We were in Savannah, Georgia, and we attended a game, but it wasn't really a baseball game. It was a circus or a summer camp where a baseball game broke out. Have you ever heard of the Savannah Bananas? Have you heard about what they're doing down there in Georgia? It's a single A minor league baseball team. Now, if you know anything about minor league baseball, that's the lowest level in the baseball system. Most minor league single A baseball teams probably attract just a few hundred people at each game's at each game at most, but not the Savannah Bananas. Currently, they're riding a 96-game sellout streak of their 4,000-seat historic stadium. In fact, there's a three-year waiting list just to get tickets. How did this happen? Well, it's all because of Jesse and Emily Cole. They had a dream of buying a minor league baseball team, risking everything to see a culture that could flourish. And after years of hard work, it actually is working. It's unbelievable. I had read Jesse's book, Find Your Yellow Tux, a few years ago, as well as hearing him interviewed on a few different podcasts. I knew many of the things that they had done to make it an incredible experience for the fans, but it wasn't until I attended a game that I was able to see the way in which Jesse has created the culture that is meaningful, fun, healthy, and sustainable. Now, if you think that baseball games are long, too long, too boring, too predictable, you are not alone. In fact, that's why Jesse wanted the challenge to transform baseball on a national level, not just his team, the Savannah Bananas. First of all, who names their team the Savannah Bananas? Well, that's all part of what Jesse is trying to do. Let me give you a few additional examples of what we experienced at the baseball game that made us laugh so hard throughout the entire three and a half hours of the game. First of all, have you ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? Do you remember the tuxedos that those two guys wore in the movie? Well, Jesse walks around in a 70s style bright yellow tuxedo with ruffles on the front and long coattails in the back with a top hat. And he walks around and greets fans and takes pictures with them throughout the entire game, every single game. There were other details. In fact, there are too many to mention, but here are a few elements of the fun that we experienced. Every ticket into the stadium includes an all-you-can-eat buffet throughout the entire game. They have a pep band that before each game, they have a parade march where the players march out with the pep band and the owner and their cheerleaders, and they greet the fans while the players do choreographed dance moves right when the ballpark gates open an hour and a half before the game begins. And there's a line of several hundred people waiting 
seating so that they can watch. The third base coach wore cowboy boots, and the first base coach was hired not because he knew baseball, but because he knew how to break dance. The Bananas have cheerleaders, like I mentioned. They have the Savannah Nanas, which are all ladies 65 and older that come out and do choreographed dance moves and help uh, cheer the crowd on. And then there are the Man Nanas, middle-aged men who are slightly robust, wearing bright yellow shirts that say on the back, Dad Bod Cheerleading Squad. They lead cheers in sections throughout the stadium in every inning. Now, during starting lineups, which they orchestrate like a baseball game with a player tunnel and high fives and loud music, they brought the pitcher out to the pitcher's mound in a rickshaw painted yellow looking like a banana. When the banana's third base coach came, uh, third baseman actually, came up to bat throughout the game, each time he was escorted up by the marching band who played a song in procession all the way up to the batter's box. This was crazy. When the team scored their first run of the game, all the players left the field, ran up into the stands, and ran in a line giving the the fans high fives before returning to the dugout. I mean, who does this stuff? Well, the bananas do. Those that hate baseball have said they love going to games. And why not? Here are a few more. The first pitch was not thrown out by a fan with a baseball. Instead, the teenager selected to throw out the first pitch threw a banana to the catcher behind home plate. They have a fan wall in center field, and before the game, they invite fans to walk out on the warning track with a Sharpie and sign the wall. Players position their chairs out of the dugout and on the edge of the field so every fan can see them throughout the entire game. By the way, they were eating freeze pops throughout the game. A beach ball party broke out in the middle of the fifth inning. Players were throwing bananas from the stands to fans on the field who were wearing giant underwear during a game. And post-game interviews are conducted from bathroom stalls. After the game, all the players and the fans go out to the main plaza where there's a DJ and the pep band continues to play while the players do more choreographed dance moves. I turned to my dad and brother with disbelief with people all around us and I said, I think a dance party just broke out here and we're dancing with the players we just watched on the field. My 14-year-old son wore a huge bananas costume throughout the whole game, and the owner invited him and his cousin to go down into the dugout during the game to huddle together with the players to take their pictures, all while the owner who took the picture was wearing his yellow tuxedo. tuxedo. And then he gave my son and his cousin a game ball. For all of this, we agreed that of all the sporting events we've ever been to in our lives, and we've been to a lot that this was by far the greatest, most fun, most memorable experience we've ever had hands down. Now you must be thinking, oh wait, with all these antics, the players probably aren't very good and the quality of play on the field is pretty dismal. Nope. These players are great college baseball players at major college programs. In fact, when we saw them, the team was 13-1 and and had an 11-game win streak to start the season. We saw them win 6 to nothing when we were there. In fact, the culture is so attractive that they had 1,200 baseball players come to tryouts for only 30 spots on the Bananas roster. Oh, and did I tell you that the Banana players don't get paid? Now, why would they do this? Because good people are attracted to good culture. Good people are attracted to good culture. 
Now, my brother knows Jesse Cole, and Jesse invited us to come early so he could give us a personal tour, as well as invite us to the front office promotions meeting, which occurs 30 minutes before the gates open. I loved sitting in on that meeting and seeing the culture that they are instilling to offer a fantastic experience to those who attend the game. In fact, in that time, there were six leadership culture principles that I gleaned from what Jesse and Emily Cole and their team are doing. So real briefly, here are the six. Number one, vision clarity. Jesse is absolutely committed to being a leader who creates a culture that puts fans first. This drives everything that they do, fans first. In fact, I asked him a question and I suggested one or two creative ideas and immediately he said, now that's a creative idea, but no, we won't be doing that because that's not fan first. We always want to put the fans first. He knew exactly who he was and who he wasn't and therefore it helped him make decisions more easily and with confidence. Number two, they hire the right people. We talked with several employees all of them were carefully trained and they genuinely loved their job and were passionate about making sure that everyone had a great experience. It wasn't an act. It wasn't a fake. It wasn't a job to them. It's who they were. Everyone from the owner down to the ushers to the cashiers in the merchandise shop really believed in the mission. Number three, the importance of rituals. Before the game, we also sat in on one of the ushers' standing meetings that they have before each game to go over logistics and key information before the gates open. And they had shout outs, highlighting specific ways that specific ushers had embodied the banana spirit, as they called it, in the previous few games. They called them out and everybody chapped and clapped and cheered. And it reminded me of the leadership culture principle that says, what you celebrate gets done. As they closed the meeting, they all yelled, one, two, three, go bananas. And they did this at every single time that they meet before a game. Rituals matter. Number four, accessibility. Attached to the front of the information desk in the console behind home plate is a sign that reads in all caps, questions or thoughts, reach out to our owners, Emily and Jesse Cole. And it has a picture of them with their three-year-old son and each of their email addresses and cell phone numbers listed so you could contact them. They want to hear from fans. In fact, I sent him an email shortly after we got home to thank him and send him a few more ideas. Number five, celebration. I asked Jesse what he was after uh, when we met with him beforehand. And he said, a cruise ship model on steroids. (laughs) I thought that was so great. We also went down on the field to watch batting practice before the game, and we met the catcher named Bill. He's the starting catcher for the University of Georgia baseball team. This is his fourth summer doing this, and he talked about the environment and the fun that they have, the way they celebrate with their teammates, and he said it actually helped him remain relaxed when he played. In fact, he said that he and his teammates played better because they didn't take themselves so seriously. They worked hard, but they had fun doing it. And the results uh, we could see on the field. Number six, connection. Everything in the organization that they do is about connecting with fans to create meaningful connection and experience that leaves people different than when they came in. Leadership is about trust and trust is developed when you make connection with people. No wonder they're selling merchandise to people in all 50 states and all over the world every few weeks. When you make an emotional connection like that, it's hard not to root for Jesse and Emily and the success of the bananas. So how do you create a culture where you sell out a 4,000 seat stadium with a three-year waiting list to watch college baseball players in a minor league stadium? 
you are clear on your vision, you hire the right people, you know the importance of rituals, you are accessible to the people you serve, you celebrate what you want to see get done, and you look to truly connect with others. As we close, I want to encourage you to do three things. Number one, check out the show notes for an ESPN article on the bananas, along with a YouTube clip explaining the bananas and their powerful culture. Number two, check out Jesse's book titled Find Your Yellow Tux, which can be found anywhere good books are sold, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. The Resilient Leaders Podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with a seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbowen, founder of On a Limb Productions. Joel's a huge baseball fan too, and he loves the story of the bananas. Check out Joel's great work at onalimproductions.com or check out the show notes for a link to his site. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, be intentional about the culture you're trying to create because culture eats strategy for breakfast. 